Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted to have you here today because we have a very special guest with us. We have Michael Unbroken, who is an author. He is the creator of the podcast, Think Unbroken. He's also a speaker. He has survived a traumatic childhood to turn his life around and to help other people now also do the same thing. And I cannot wait to talk to him today to hear about his journey. And he is going to give us some wisdom and insight on how to get unstuck after coming from a very traumatic childhood. So thank you so much, Michael, for being here with us today. Yeah, for sure. It's my pleasure. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I'm very excited to have you and uh, reading over your bio a little bit. I know that you have had quite a journey in this life, so um, I cannot wait to hear all about it. Yeah, you know, I'll give you the, the elevator pitch version, right? Um, so I grew up in Indianapolis. My mother was a drug addict and alcoholic. Uh, when I was four years old, she actually cut off my right index finger. And people always go, well, how could your mother do that? And the reality is it was just a continuation of generational trauma, right? That abuse begets abuse. She married my stepfather, uh, who was super abusive when I was six years old. Um, he actually uh, multiple times put me and my brothers in the hospital. Um, I spent most of my childhood deeply impoverished and homeless. We were getting evicted all the time. Our water turned off, electricity, heat turned off. Um, and by the time that I was 12 years old, I lived with 30 different families. And when I was 12, my grandmother adopted me, which you think that'd be amazing. Um, and to some extent it was, but I'm biracial, black and white. And she was a super racist old white lady from a town in Tennessee you've never heard of. So obviously insert identity crisis. Um, I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk at 13. And by 15, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. And I was breaking in houses, stealing cars, running from the cops, getting shot at. Like my, my teens were very crazy. And I luckily got put into a last chance program. I still did not graduate high school on time. Basically, they handed me the diploma and they're like, you just got to get out of here. And I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I knew the answer to poverty and homelessness and abuse was money. It had to be because what else could it possibly be? And so I made a decision that by the time I was 21, I wanted to make $100,000 a year legally. And so I just started learning skills and working jobs and doing the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And as I was heading into 21, I landed a job with a Fortune 10 company. No high school diploma, no college education, started making those six figures and my life just become worse. Like it, it could not have become more worse. And I found myself by the time I was 26 at 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And that's when I attempted suicide. I was just done. I was yeah. like, I thought money was supposed to solve this. Right. And it didn't. And the next day I'm, I'm laying in bed. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit games. Like if that's not rock bottom, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. and, and I went into the bathroom and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I'll never understand why I did this. And I just remembered being eight years old. And the water company had come and turned our water off. It was this blistering hot Indiana summer day. And I went into the backyard and I took this little blue bucket and I walked across the street to our neighbor's house. I turned on their spigot. And for the first time in my life, I stole water. 
And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this will not be my life. And from a financial aspect, it wasn't, but it wasn't every other way. I was still that hurt, lost little boy. And in that moment, having that recognition, looking in the mirror, I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? In the words, no excuses, just results, just started reverberating through my body. And to me, that was about getting out of my own way, about no longer making excuses, about not playing the victim anymore, and about taking control over my life to ultimately be the hero of my own story. And in that, I had to do a tremendous amount of work. And 11 years later, here I am talking to you. And in that process, it was therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, CBT, EMDR, all of the things. It was going to coaching and going to support groups and reading the books and going to the conferences and having a coach and diving deep into the education. Whereas today I have over 30 trauma-informed certifications and certificates. And it was ultimately doing the things that I knew were hard to create the life that I wanted to have. And today I'm super fortunate and I'm so grateful that I'm able to help thousands and thousands of people around the world every single day, whether it be through the books or the podcast or coaching or whatever, because ultimately my goal is very simple. I want to end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information. So another kid doesn't have to tell you a story like I just did. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. You've been through a lot, but I love that you've taken what you've been through and you're trying to help others escape that or to not have to actually just preventing future generations from having to go through the same things that you've gone through. That's such an incredible gift that you're giving to other people. And I know that one of the things you talk about is getting stuck in, <clears throat> you call it the vortex, where you're allowing your childhood trauma to keep you stuck in certain patterns of behavior, because like you said, getting all of the money didn't fix what was wrong and, and didn't make you happy. It didn't bring the happiness that you thought it would. So how are you helping others to get unstuck as well? Well, you know, I think the first thing that you have to recognize is you're not culpable for the things that happened to you as a kid. Those bad things, that's not your responsibility, right? But the truth is, the truth about it is like when you look at your life right now in this moment, like, like seriously, you take a reflection of where you are, how you're behaving, how you're showing up, the things you're doing, the way you're operating, the fears you're facing or worse, not facing the limiting beliefs, the way that you are not showing up or showing up all of it, right, is your responsibility. And that's the truth about it. People are always like, I'm stuck. You're stuck because you weren't making decisions. You're stuck because you weren't moving. You're stuck because you've allowed circumstances to dictate your reality. Now, obviously that was me. You don't end up where I was at 25, 26 years old without playing the victim. And look, by all means, you can play the victim. And if you want to, fine. But the reality is that's not living. It's really easy to look at the world and go, it's your fault, my parents' fault, community's fault, school's fault, Obama's fault, right? <laughs> it's everybody's fault until you recognize that your life today in this moment, because you are no longer a child, that's on you. 
And that was the hardest pill for me to swallow because I always played the victim. It was your fault that I was a liar or a cheater or I stole or I put myself in precarious situations or I was in debt making six figures. Like that is insane to me. Why? Because of my decisions. And that vortex is a dark place, right? It's that place where that voice says, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. You're a loser. Of course, your dad left you. This is what you deserve, right? And that's ingrained and embedded in us from such a young age. And what I think about frequently is the reality that childhood trauma and abuse, it's not that physical thing or even the mental thing, or the emotional thing. It's the ingrainment and the embodiment of your identity being stolen and reshaped by other people. Because the worst, the most dangerous thing that I could do as a kid was have an opinion, share my voice, be present. And so think about this. You learn how to turn yourself off. You learn to become robotic. You learn to bend who you are so that other people don't hurt you. And that serves you. This is what's really crazy about it. That serves you until it doesn't. And then when it doesn't, what happens is, I think the most difficult part of this entire process is recognizing that you becoming you is the most terrifying thing that you will ever do because you have no precedent that says you're allowed to be yourself in safety. And so as you're in this and you're navigating the scope of the world, you're looking at the world through the eyes of someone doing it for the very, very first time, right? For some people, taking ownership over their life is literally wearing the shirt that they want to wear. Most people will go, well, that's stupid. Isn't that easy? Not if your whole life you've been told you're not allowed to have that kind of freedom. Not if that's been stripped from you. And so now think about this. You're, you're 18, 36, 52, 70 years old. It doesn't matter. You've never lived life on your terms before. And the only thing in your head is you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. You're in this darkness. The only way you pull yourself out of that is you start to do things that feel like they're in alignment with who you are. And you have to be willing to face the fear of what that looks like. And for many people, honestly, it's just showing up. It's saying yes to the things you want to say yes to, saying no to the things that you want to say no to. And that to me is how you start to craft and shape your identity and get out of that thing called the vortex. Because realistically, like you have to shut that voice up. Like you have to, because if you don't, you won't be living. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, the most important thing that you can do is have massive clarity about who it is that you are in the world as you decide, not as other people decide, right? Because it's really easy to get caught up in this idea that you have to be this other person so that people love you, that they care about you, that they support you. But at the same time, if you're sacrificing who you are, then you're not honoring your truth. And thus it's a fallacy to even believe that those other people would care about you because they don't know who you really are, mm -hmm. right? Now, look, that's deep and we can go incredibly deep into the levels of this. But the truth is like the, the trick of all of this is to recognize one thing. You can't see it. There's a giant sign in front of me that says mindset is everything. People are always talking about mindset, 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 mindset. Nobody ever tells you what it actually means. So I'm going to tell you what it means and how you apply this to your life that will create change for you. Mindset is very simple when you understand this concept. What you think becomes what you speak. What you speak become your actions and your actions become your reality. 
And some of you are saying things so mean and unkind to yourself that you said to me, you get punched in the face, right? And you're expecting yourself to be successful. Now think about this for a moment. That's embedded in you. That is ingrained in you. That is false programming from someone else. And I'm going to give you a tool to operate from now through the rest of your life with. And if you follow this, I promise you, your life will be different. You're going to grab a pen and a piece of paper, and you're going to write down the most important thing literally anyone will ever tell you in your life. And if you convince yourself that this is true on a long enough timeline, you will see everything be different. And it's this. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Why does that matter? Because think about this. If right now in this moment, you are acting in a way that is unkind, starting with your thoughts, that reflects your actions. Your reality is that. If you shift through the scope of kindness, you're going to ask yourself in this moment, what would a kind person do? How would they show up for themselves? How would they live? How would they be in connection with other people? What would they do? Would they face their fears? Would they go to the gym? Would they leave that relationship? Would they start that business? Would they be on that podcast? Like whatever that thing is that a kind person would do in the situation you're in. Because when you start thinking like that, you will start acting like that. And that will then become your reality. If you want to get out of the place that you're in right now, it starts with the way you talk to yourself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I love talking about how <clears throat> action is required because I think that's where we have so much disconnect. There are a lot of people who want to practice having positive thoughts and trying to do the mindset work, but then a lot of people don't take any actionable steps either towards living a life that they love. You know, I see a lot of people who say, well, I need to do this. I need to do that. But then there's no action taken towards it. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe is in that spot where they want change? They just don't know how to start taking actionable steps towards getting that change. Look, it's really simple. Could, should, would, try, might, thinking about it. Keep using those words and watch your life be the same. Eliminate those words from your vocabulary. It's, I mean, it really, I know it sounds odd, but like, it's very much just like Star Wars and Yoda being like, do or do not, there is no try. You can't try to make your life better. You can't hope your life is different. Think about this. Try to stand up right now. You can't try to stand up. You can either stand up or you cannot stand up. Indecision is killing you. That's the problem. It's not anything other than that. And indecision creates anxiety and anxiety is always tied into fear. You're scared of what's on the other side. Guess what? So is everybody else. And the truth is that thing that keeps you awake at night, that thing, like it's just, it's always haunting you. That is the thing that if you do it, your life will be different. And until you honor that, nothing's going to change. Look, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but action cures all. 
action, making decisions, doing things is the only way your life is going to be. There are people right now listening to this who are thinking to themselves, yeah, I should go to therapy. Okay. Well then go to therapy. Stop making excuses for your life. Stop letting yourself off the hook. Look at some point in this, Melissa, and I hate to break it to people. You're going to have to get aggressive with yourself because there's nobody coming to save you. And there is no Disney moment. You're not going to magically have the life that you want to have. I'm sorry. I wish it weren't true. I wish I could give you a magic pill and everything you ever wanted is right there for you. But guess what? That's not reality. And if you can lay there all day long and meditate and visualize and write in journals, I promise you, you can. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. But nothing that you're thinking about is going to come to fruition unless you take massive action. Massive. More than you even think is necessary. And this is really interesting. This is while also simultaneously living within the juxtaposition of understanding and accepting that that thing that you're trying to do in your life is going to take you about 10 times longer than you even believe. And that's the hard part about it. A, I believe people want instant gratification. Can I just take the course and be better? No, you're gonna have to take the course 37 times. Yes. Can I just go to therapy and my life's going to be different? No, you're going to have to go to therapy every single Wednesday for five years. Right. That was my real story. Right. And like, that's the truth. That's the reality. You're going to have to invest in yourself. You're going to have to make choices and decisions that are difficult, that you're going to have to give something up. You want what you want in your life. You're going to have to give something up. You're going to have to give up something that is hindering you, that is stopping you, that is keeping you from being successful. You might have to give up some money, right? You're going to go out here and you'll buy $9 Starbucks coffee, but you won't buy a book. Like what is wrong with you, right? Now, look, I'm not passing judgment. Let me be very clear because I promise you that I, when I was deep in debt, making six figures, my life was a disaster. I didn't read any books. I didn't go to any conferences. I didn't go to any therapy sessions except the ones where I'd pay the guy and I'd lie to him because I thought it made me feel good. Like the truth is you got to get crystal clear about your life. What do you want? Because I promise you, Melissa, what you want and what I want are not the same things, right? So you got to get crystal clear about your life. You have to write it down. You need to understand top to bottom what you want. And then you have to move towards that every single day because on a long enough timeline, it will come to fruition. And so if you're in this position where you're like, oh, I wish my life was going to be better and you don't take action, keep wishing because I promise you it's not going to be different. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to die because guess what? It's going to happen anyway. 100% guarantee you're going to die. 100%. It's the only promise in life. And there are going to be people, this is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is I'm going to be on my deathbed. And right before it's all over, I'll go, I wish I would have done that. Because guess what? You're out of time. It's not coming back. You don't get another second. You don't get another chance. And then on the backside of that, being in whatever happens next, not knowing what that is, and sitting there and watching a replay of my life, but it's all these things I never did. That to me haunts me more than anything. And so every single day when I sit down, I write in my journal, the very first thing I write every day is face fear. 
And I don't know what that's going to be today, but I know when it comes up, I'm going to face it because guess what? If you can't sleep at night and your mind won't turn off, it's because you're being a coward in your own life. And look, that's a hard truth to hear. And I live that life. But let me tell you this, when you understand the reality, this thing about identity I was telling you about, and you recognize that it's been so ingrained in you to never show up for yourself, and that when you do, there is pain, it is entirely reasonable to not move towards your dreams, to live in fear, to not show up. But guess what? You're not a child anymore. Yeah. 100% agree with you. And I love that you brought up the money thing because that is the number one excuse I hear the most with people who come to me and with clients is I can't afford coaching or I can't afford this or I can't afford that. And you are someone who made six figures and you were still in debt. So there has to be some sort of link between the money part, the financial part, and being stuck in that cycle. So what do you say to people who are saying, I can't afford to get better. I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to do that. You can't afford not to. <laughs> what do you want? Like, look, real talk. I, I'm, I cannot yet construct this in a very concise way because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And there's not really any research pointing to this being accurate. But I believe that a part of childhood trauma for many of us is money trauma. Mm -hmm. The only thing I saw in my life was arguments about money, power getting turned off, my mom being an unbelievable amount of debt. The creditors would call and she'd be like, don't answer the phone. And that's back in the day when you had like a house phone, right? right. And, and so that started to become the baseline for my understanding of money, food stamps, WIC cards, donations from the church, clothes from the goodwill, right? Money trauma. Like, I really believe this is real. I'm trying to figure this out in real time, but that leads you to this place where think about this. One of the things that we adapt as children are learned behaviors. I learned how to be in debt. I learned how to not show up for myself. I learned how to have collector, collectors calling me. I mean, I was in 30 grand in debt, making $100,000 plus a year. I was almost making 200 grand. That's insane to me. How does that happen? It happens because of learned behavior. And then you have to recognize something really important. All right, cool. What do you want? What are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? For me, that answer was no excuses, just results. And that meant literally whatever it takes to have the life that I want to have within my moral character and compass, right? Try not to break the law, try not to hurt people, live within my value systems and my boundaries. What does it take? Well, it takes about a hundred times longer to get out of debt than it does to get into debt, right? right. So that's the first thing I understood. Yeah. And then it was looking at spending habits. Why am I buying things I don't need? Why am I going to restaurants that I don't need to go to? Why am I buying lunch? And I think, look, I don't think you have a $5 problem. I really don't. Like that ain't your issue. Starbucks is not your issue. Your mindset about money is your issue because you've ended up in this position in which you've allowed yourself to make $48,000 a year and be okay with it because everyone has always told you, well, that's enough. Shouldn't you be happy? No, you shouldn't, because I promise you that there are people making $48 million a year, 
right? Now you got to learn skills and you got to put in the effort and you got to decide if that's what you want in your life. But I believe this to my core, like if you are in debt, you cannot be successful. Now there's good debt in business, right? That's another conversation for another day. But then all of the bad debt are all of the things in your home that you own that you are tied to. The truth is, you come to me, you're like, yo, I want you to coach me. And I'm like, it's $38 million. The numbers arbitrary. It doesn't matter, right? It's $38 million if you come coach me. And you go, well, I don't have any money. I'm going to go, well, how bad do you want this? Well, I really want to do it, but I don't have any money. You don't? Okay, cool. Sell everything in your house. Sell everything in your house. Because I promise you, you got about $10,000 worth of stuff in your house that is not bringing you any value. You don't need a TV. You don't need the $200 table. You don't need all the clothes and all the boots and all the stuff. Stop talking about you don't have money. That's almost cursed. Try and respect your show. Let me tell you this. I promise you, I promise you, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. So don't come in here. That's a scapegoat mentality. That's a victim. Oh, my life can't be different because I don't have money. You're a liar. You do. You're not willing to give something up that you don't need to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. But think about it again. Like, I, I love the idea of creating causation correlation, right? A, you have marketing. Marketing says, buy the nice car, buy the clothes, go to the $400 dinner. You deserve it. You work so hard during the week. No, you don't. Cause you're Netflix in that night. You're not building your dreams. You are not working that hard. You're probably not even working at work. Cause I know you're on Instagram. Look at the statistics, right? There's that. But then there's the other side of it where the only thing you've ever known, be satisfied, be happy. You should be in debt. You're in America, the greatest country in the world. And you watch every, you know, everybody around you suffering in it suffering in debt, but they won't talk about it. I'm telling you the greatest freedom I've ever experienced as an adult was when I paid off that last dollar. And I said, never again, never again. I will eat ramen noodles before I go in debt again. You just got to get really like, you have to get disciplined with your life and you have to ask yourself, what do you want? And I'm not trying to be on a high horse here. I'm just telling you, like, it's possible. Don't make excuses for your life find solutions. The key to life, the key to everything that you want next is to become solution oriented. What does it take to get the thing that I want? I promise you, if you stop shutting down after one no, and you keep going until you have 3000 no's and one yes, your life will be different. I just on Monday this past week accomplished a goal that took me seven years. I'd been told no dozens of times, ignored dozens of times, showed up, nothing, all the things. But I said, I want this. I'm not going to stop. And eventually it came to pass because I made a decision. I'm going to have the life that I want to have by any means necessary. 
And when you adapt that mentality and you look at, go, go sit down. Like I, I'm really on a tangent here. I, I'm sorry, but I really want to lay this out because I've been crippled by this and it's not a conversation we're having enough. I went one day and I took my credit cards and I looked at my bank statement and I wrote down with my hand. I didn't just look at, it, I wrote down every expenditure that I had that was not a necessity to life. And when I added that up, it was shocking to me, shocking. And I recognized exactly how I got in the situation that I got into. And then I sold everything I owned. What do you want? Yeah. Stop making excuses, start finding solutions. Absolutely. And you bring up a good point because there's, it's, it's important to look at your patterns what have you been doing all along? Because it tells you exactly how you got to where you are. And then figuring out that, like once you can identify that, it's a lot easier to break those bad habits when you first know them. Because if you're just walking through blindly, like, I don't know how I'm in debt. I don't know how I got to where I am. It's you're choosing not to see it. Mm -hmm. But in you, your advice and looking back at your bank statement, like what am I spending my money on? You know, there are a lot of people who have subscriptions to things they don't even use and they don't think about, oh, I've got all of these things I'm paying for that I don't even really use. So many things like that, that just waste money. Yeah. And look, yeah. The, the, the $13 Netflix subscription, that's not the difference between success and failure in your life. I promise you it's yeah. not. But if you're in debt, you can't afford Netflix. Yeah. Seriously, if you're in debt, you cannot afford Netflix. You can't afford Starbucks. You can't afford eating out. You can't afford the car that you're driving. You can't afford it because you are in debt, right? And when you change your mindset around that and you take all those things away and you spend your time learning skills that can help bring value to your life because skills have utility and make more money, you probably need to work a side hustle. You probably need to get a promotion. You probably need to go and study some books and get your weight up. Like for real, like it's right here waiting for, like here's what's crazy to me. During the pandemic, we are still in it, fine, whatever. Everyone, not everyone, let me rephrase that. A lot of people, we're getting money from the government. A lot of people wasted that money. A lot of people wasted those years. But guess what? It's okay. You're still alive. You have today. Today, right now, listening to this, whether you're driving your kids to school or you're at the, you're at the gym, right now you can make a decision to change your life forever. Because it starts with one action, which creates a, a snowball effect. Go and cancel all your subscriptions all of them because you're spending $136 a month on them. Think about that over the course of a year. We're talking about $1,500. You got a credit card that's $1,500. Why aren't you doing it? Because you think you need those things. You don't need those things. What you need is to live life on your terms. And that applies to everything. This isn't about only money. It's about how you're showing up in the world. It's how you're taking care of yourself and your community. If you're, if you're one of these people who at night you're like, oh man, I'd love to volunteer sometime and you don't, you're being selfish. That's part of the problem. You're being selfish. You think that you have the ability to change the world, but you don't put any effort in. Because guess what? Like, here's why I call you selfish. Because that idea, that concept, that dream that you have 
could be the very thing that I need to change my life. And yet you're not going to share that with me. Like that's messed up. Like that's real messed up. And you need to go and look at your life and think about how you're spending your time. Because I promise you that four hours you're spending watching Netflix, you are not getting back. And I'm not saying don't watch, tell, like, fine, whatever. Take care of yourself. You need a break. I promise you about once every two months, I'm going to play video games all day on a Sunday, like <laughs> clockwork. I promise you I am because I'm going to need that. I do that. But I'm not going to do that every day. I'm not going to do that every week. I'm not going to even do that every month because I'm trying to build my life. People are sitting around and they point fingers and they blame everybody else. And they look at rich people and they go, well, they should spread the wealth. Maybe they should, maybe they should. I don't know. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say, however, though, is if your dreams are not coming to reality, that's on you and nobody cares. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, you made a really good point when you talk about people not sharing their gifts, they could be robbing someone else of what they need in order to improve their own lives. And people don't think about that. Like if, if you, you had never started this podcast, you had never written that book, you've helped so many people, but if you had never done it, if you've never followed your dreams, none of those people would have gotten the help that maybe changed their life and turned their life around. So people out there afraid to go after their dreams, you may be robbing the world of gifts that could be helping other people. Every, literally every day, I got a folder of them on my phone. Every day I get a message, a text, an email, a voice note of someone telling me that I changed their life. I didn't do this. I didn't sign up because of that. I don't, I don't even want this job, Melissa. This is crazy to me. I even have to have this conversation right now, right? It's nuts to me. But, but I sat there one day, almost six years ago now, and I was writing a blog because I'm a writer first. I was writing a blog. I was putting that stuff out there. I was sharing just stuff I was learning and people were reaching out and they're like, Hey man, that thing you posted, like it really impacted me or I had that experience. And then it turned into you saved my life. I'm gonna tell you this. I've never saved anybody life except my own. I've never saved anyone's life, but I've laid out tools that people can use to put into their life to create massive change. And, and the thing that I I've come to discover in this is this isn't about me right? My North star is not about that thing I'm moving towards, not about me, right? But it would be selfish of me to keep this. Why do I mean, I've spent quarter million dollars on education over the last 10 years, probably more, honestly, right? Between the certifications and the certificates and all the books and all the conferences and all the everythings. And to not share that information, like that's insane to me right? We have access to more knowledge, more information, and it's easier to put out your reality into the world than ever in human history. And you're not doing it. Like, I don't get it. Everybody deserves to have their voice heard. That doesn't mean you're going to be right. Like, I promise you that. But like, that's the best thing about the world we live in is that you can do that. And things are changing at such a fast pace. And I want you to be cognizant of something. And I think this is really important. Your phone is killing your dreams. All them scrolling, all, all that scrolling on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, LinkedIn, looking at other people's lives. I promise you, 
go look at, they have that thing on your phone. Now it shows you how much time you spend on social media. If it's more than five minutes a day, you might need to be questioning your reality. I mean, unless you work and you know, it's part of your business, fine, whatever different conversation. But if that's not a part of your dream and it's not part of your mission, check yourself. Cause that look, attention is very simple and, and marketing is it's, it's right here. It's right in front of you every day. That's how all, I mean, ultimately marketing has led you to where you are right now. Like really, it truly has. We live in a capitalist society and that's fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm for it. Right. But recognize something that new app that you think you need to be on because everybody else is on might be the very reason that you don't have the time to spend with your children. If your phone is more important than your kids, you need to check yourself. It's more important than reading that book. You need to ask yourself some hard questions. If, if spending 45 minutes watching Real Housewives is more important than taking care of your physical health, you need to ask yourself, what am I doing? Yeah, you're right. It is important to prioritize how you spend the time that you have. I absolutely agree with you. And I want to talk to you about your podcast because you have your own podcast called Think Unbroken, and you're using your voice to help others. So tell us a little bit about that podcast. Yeah, I created the podcast about four years ago, and it was just something that I felt like need, needed to exist in the world. Like people always say to me, like, man, you've done all these incredible things. No, I haven't. I, not yet. Right. I only just do the things that I feel called to do. And so that the podcast literally just came because I was like, I want to share this stuff. And the first episode I did underneath a blanket, underneath a desk, holding my phone to record it. And that was four years ago, almost. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I've had amazing world changing guests. It's, you know, one of the top podcasts on planet earth. Like it's really incredible, but you know, it takes a tremendous amount of consistency and effort and energy and showing up and recording 25 episodes a week and not like, like I could not have the, the podcast if I played video games every day. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, there's no way there would be no time. And so, you know, the thing about that show, it's really simple. I tell people all the time, you never have to buy a book. You never have to come to a conference. You never have to do any of the things that I do. It's all right there for free a library, a plethora of hundreds of hundreds of hours of amazing conversation and me coaching. And it's just right there. That's the thing. Like it's, it's all there. You don't have to make excuses about you can't afford it. I coach people for free every single day and tens of thousands of people listen to it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what it is. It's like, I just want that access of information for people. It's right there. And that's awesome that you're doing that. And I know you also have a book too. So tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, I've got two books. I actually have three, um, working on four and five right now. Um, but the baseline book where I always tell people to start is Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. I wrote it a few years ago because it felt to me like the book that I needed for myself. Um, it's not about me. I'm going to be very clear about that. Um, it is about understanding and overcoming childhood trauma. Like literally, it's such a literal title. Um, and you know, what's really fascinating about that book is it sold like, I don't know, 20,000 copies or something crazy. There's like eight reviews of it online. We live in a society where people are terrified to have this conversation. 
yeah. terrified to show the book, terrified to even tell their friends they're reading it. It is insane to me that I've sold so many copies of these books and I have no pictures of people sharing it online. Nobody, you know, posting reviews because it's such a taboo. It's crazy. It's swept under the rug in this country. And, you know, you'll, you'll do more prison time for hitting a dog than you hit a child. Like, that's insane. I'm not, don't come hit me talking about, I'm talking about hitting dogs. Like, let's not do that. But what I'm just simply saying is like the reality of the society that we live in. You gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta end this. I'm so tired of it, right? It, we cannot live in this world. And I wrote that book to be a tool and a companion on people's journey so that they understand things like a score and resiliency and assimilation and showing up for themselves and building identity and the impact of trauma and what it means to live on your own terms and how to become the hero of your own story and the principles and all the things. I wrote it as literally it's the 101. It's the entry level. And if you read that book, I promise you, your life will be different. That's why I wrote it. It's not about me. Well, I love that you are being vocal about it because you're absolutely right. We definitely need to end the stigma behind people not being able to talk about child abuse and, and trauma. And as an educator myself, we see this all of the time in the school system and it affects so many things for students and it's really hard for us because like you said it being a taboo even if you report it to the authorities it seems like nothing really gets done and that's very frustrating from our perspective too it's really frustrating to deal with that and that's yeah, definitely yeah. something that needs to change yeah it's devastating that's why there's not a lot of people like me having this conversation and i'm one of the first and, you know, it's not because I want to, I promise you that it's not And and this business running this thing cost me all my money, all my effort, all my, all my time, but it's all in alignment with the mission. Like I'm, I'm here for this. Like I, I refuse it. I'm not going to just sit around idly and this be like, well, well, life sucks. Hope it gets better. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm telling people. Like you, if you, you got to get in alignment with what you want and go for it. I love that. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story because being vulnerable and, and talking about what you've gone through is definitely a difficult thing. But the fact that you're using it to help so many people and just spread awareness of this is amazing. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, of course. And, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about me. I'm not special. I don't know anything you don't know. The only difference between me and people who are not successful for whatever that means in your life, you define this. The only difference is I take action. I face my fear. I got clarity about my life. I move forward every single day. I'm telling you, if you are stuck, it is your fault. I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the only person getting you out is you. So take some action. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Well, you've given us a lot to think about today and you've already given us so much wisdom, but one of the things I always like to ask our guests to do, um, oh, before we do that though, uh, where if anyone wants to buy your book, if they want to listen to your podcast or if they just want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? So I'm going to point to where we were in this conversation earlier to prove a point. People will come and say they don't have money. The book is at the library for free. Make a decision about your life. And, and I'm everywhere at Michael Unbroken. Um, and the Think Unbroken podcast is on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere or thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. 
Awesome. And we'll have those links in the show notes too, so you can go directly there. Um, but I love that you point people even just to go to the library. I mean, that just shows how much you care about people and want them to be able to get the help that they need. And I, I love that. So thank you for that. And now to put you back on the spot again, I always like to ask our guests to leave our listeners with one little piece of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. So what piece of advice would you give our listeners? Your everything you want is right here. It's right there in front of you. All of it. Decide. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've always thought not making a decision is still making a decision. You just yep. decided not to act. The word decision is in, in decision. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This was such a great conversation. And I want to thank you again for being here with us and wish you luck on your podcast and in releasing your fourth book and everything that you're doing. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can even book a free discovery call with me. But also, I hope that you're having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.